Hello and welcome along to episode 14 of A Blank Canvas. Oh my god. Episode 14. <sighs> Did not know I'd get to episode 14. Very, very happy. Thank you very much to all my guests that have been on and to everyone that listens. There's a, there's a lot of you, so I'm really grateful. Thank you so much. On this episode today, I had a great chat with Jess Thriston. Jess is a fantastic human and an amazing musician. She's a pop country artist. Um, we talk about so much, so much. We talk about a cover she did for an advert uh, in Ireland for three. The advert is amazing and her voice is so, so good. You can go onto YouTube and check that out. We talk about the, uh, the highs and lows of touring and also some of the shows she was meant to perform, but obviously due to the pandemic, they didn't go ahead. It was a really, really good conversation. Really good conversation. We even talk about Coldplay as well. So uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting one for you. So what's happened in the last week or so? So much, depending on where you're listening from. If you're listening in the UK. <laughs> oh my God, so much has happened. Hopefully when this podcast is out and you're listening to this, things are starting to get a little bit better because right now when I'm recording this on the 22nd of December, Things aren't particularly fantastic. But anyway, we won't go into too much detail and get sad about that. Make sure you follow us on all social media, by the way, at a blank canvas pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, just remember you can listen to this podcast anywhere, literally anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and of course, Spotify, any any app that has you know, a podcast listening function. We are there. Tell your friends, tell everyone about this episode and about the podcast in general. This is a blank canvas. This is episode 14 with Jess Thriston. Welcome, Welcome. to a blank canvas with Cameron Rawson. Cameron Rawson. How are you doing anyway? How, how, how's things? How's music going? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Um, music's different <laughs> this yeah, year. Tell me about it. For sure. <laughs> um, but it's going well. I think I've managed to adapt quite nicely um, this year. I think, yeah, it's been a huge, huge challenge, but I think, yeah, it's it's going as well as it can do. So I can't be, uh, I can't complain. I saw your video. Is it the the one thing on YouTube, the acoustic? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw. I'm assuming that was all like filmed like via Zoom or that kind of vibe. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. So they're obviously like videos have changed so much and like live sessions and stuff um, this year. And we basically did our own little like filming. I've done it with quite a few different people actually, which has been quite nice. Um, but yeah, we just did our own little recordings at home. And then luckily I can edit videos. So I edited it all together, which turned out quite well. So I'm pretty pleased with it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very uh, like tightly edited. It's very, very nice and clean. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say because a lot of other musicians I've spoken to, uh, like Saint Raymond and a guy called Nick Wilson, who I think you know as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So uh, we were talking about how neither of them like um doing any form of sessions over Zoom or anything because they find it so difficult to um kind of sync up as for example a guitarist on one one like panel of the zoom and then you know with them singing then there's a delay and then it's like someone's internet goes and it all gets oh really my complicated God. i could not agree more it is 
like, so at the beginning of lockdown, it was totally fine. And I was like, this is actually great. Cause you know, like I was up in Halifax where I'm from. So it was actually really good cause we could be wherever. Um, so I was really enjoying it at the start and then maybe like five or six sessions in, I was like, this is awful because <laughs> I just really like, it's so different bouncing off somebody else or, you know, a couple of other people in a room. And obviously the, with having the instruments there, like you say, like guitar riffs and things and testing those out, it's just so different and it's really difficult. It kind of feels a bit like you're writing a lot more like on your own, which I'm just not used to anymore. Um, Cause I don't really tend to do that very often anymore. Cause I just much prefer writing with somebody else and bouncing ideas off of them. Yeah. So do you, are you the kind of artist who does prefer to work with other people then sort of locking yourself away and doing it all alone yeah for sure I get way too in my head about stuff and I just can't (laughs) I can't finish a song by myself anymore I used to when I was like 15 and like writing songs I don't know how I did it I look back now and I'm like eh how did I write that full song like by myself um but yeah I, I think it's much more enjoyable for me as an artist to be working with other people um for sure yeah what's like the most amount of people you've worked with at any time because again to quote other uh, other interviews and podcasts I've done a lot of musicians have different thoughts on whether they like to work with a set amount of people or if mm. working with five other people is too much what, what's your sort of views on that yeah no I was actually listening to your podcast that you did with Nick actually and I'm really similar to him in that like I don't tend to, I don't like to write with more than two other people in a room um I don't I can't think if I have done any more than that unless it's been with like a band or something um, where there's been a couple of writers for like that that band or something. But like three is my maximum. Like like having a producer there is really great. And then someone else who kind of does just the lyric side or, or melodies and, and then me is just much nicer. I think too many cooks sometimes can... Um, <laughs> exactly, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I think, but you know, it works for some people. It really does work in some in some ways. I think for particularly for my genre in country, and well, I know this is going to really contradict because I'm sure that loads of country rights in Nashville happen with like 10 people um but for me yeah I think it's it just is a lot more intimate and I think you can just get a better outcome for me anyway so can we start at the beginning of when Jess Thriston came to be in the music world when did when did you um pick up a guitar for the first time when did you start singing and realize oh shit I can sing when were all these times when were these moments um so I were was. You, were you sort of like running around like in your living room with a little guitar when you were a kid? Oh my god, not with a guitar, but totally with like some form of microphone to like steps and <laughs> Spice Girls. In fact, I remember my mum's got this story. She was ironing once, and um, I just like came downstairs and had like this. There was must have been like a Spice Girls like CD or video probably um, that I just put on, and I was like, "Mom, listen to me." And so I just like started singing at the top <laughs> of my lungs to Spice Girls, and she was like, she says it now with like quite fondness she's like I was so proud of you I'm like it must have been like awful to just like have your child there like I'm trying to get stuff done when you go away um but yeah I mean I've always been singing I've always absolutely loved it um I didn't start with guitar or anything until I was about 15 I used to watch um like YouTubers and YouTube covers and stuff on YouTube um and I was really mega into like the Disney channel and like um Demi Lovato was like my 
huge inspiration at that age. Um, and she was, she like, I don't know. I just, I, I saw these girls with guitars and I was like, that's going to be me. I'm going to, I'm going to learn to play guitar. <laughs> There's actually this one girl called um, Savannah Uten, I think is how you pronounce her name. And she was doing kind of YouTube covers. She was quite big in that kind of scene. And she played guitar really well. And I was like, I had a bit of a girl crush on her. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm totally going to be, be like her. So I actually got my first guitar at 15. And just started teaching myself from there. Um, oh, so you're entirely self-taught with guitar then? Yeah, entirely self-taught. I don't know how like impressive it is. <laughs> because I think I it is quite impressive am, to, you know, I mean, just even attempting to do something like that, but then to get out the other side and actually be good at playing the guitar, you know? It's, yeah, it's... I think, do you know, I'm really, it's so funny growing up because like I look back at my 15-year-old stuff now and I'm like, I don't think I would ever have the time or the energy now to pick up a guitar and just be like, I'm going to teach myself, you know? So I think... It's it's really interesting. I'm so glad I did it though because I'm I'm obviously it's something I absolutely love to do. Um, they do say that like when you're younger, you kind of um, like pick up things a lot easier, don't you? And then when the older you get, I guess there's more things in the world going on. So yeah, um, not to like downplay what you've done there. By the way, I wouldn't. I didn't mean it like that. But is is you know it's a fucking great achievement because I, I'd love to play guitar. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad I did it. So glad. So did you have, this is a cliche question, but do you have sort of clear inspirations of people who you looked up to? I mean, I know you mentioned um, an artist earlier uh, who you had the girl crush on, but was there like other artists who you you sort of, you heard their music and thought, yeah, this is something I want to do? Yeah, I think I've had different people throughout um, my life and growing up that have kind of been like really pinnacle moments of my life. So like, like I mentioned, Demi Lovato was like a huge part of my life at like, in like high school. Um, and I think she's like really kind of how, how I pushed myself out of the box a little bit with vocals more, more than anything. Um, Cause I just used to sing her songs and she's got crazy runs and stuff in her songs. So I just used to try and copy her. Um, and I think, you know, in a roundabout way that kind of made me a better singer and performer actually because I just used to copy her um, <laughs> um but yeah like but when I was younger I mean Coldplay have been a, such a huge inspiration to me throughout oh my, my entire God. life right so I, <laughs> I always put a poll on my Instagram but you might have seen oh, I don't know I don't know if you follow me on Instagram but <laughs> so um there is so many people who are so like Marmite with Coldplay they genuinely either love them or mm -hmm. hate them yeah and every single time I put up a poll it's always like 50 50 or like yeah. maybe like 48 52 quick math there from me um <laughs> so so it's very like yeah i mean i love coldplay myself i'm a massive Thank fan God i think for that because when i said yeah, that then it, i was like this could go one of two ways i was like yeah, I'm, commi the, I'm committing the to good it way. the good way <laughs> christmas lights the reason is oh the reason my why God. i'm literally walking around at the minute whenever i leave my flat which is not very often but whenever <laughs> i go out i'm like oh my god i just have that playing on repeat in my head i love it it's it's the best um but yeah, so I used to listen to Coldplay a lot. Embrace, I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, um, I have, yeah. Yeah, so they are a huge... Is, do they do Ashes? Is yes. it the song Ash? Yeah, yeah, Yes, 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 yes. Big so tune. my parents were huge, huge fans of them um, when I was younger, so I used to listen to them a lot. It's funny, I say that they're like my inspirations, but I don't think they've like really... You would put my music next to theirs and be like, oh yeah, loads of similarities there. <laughs> but I think they just kind of helped shape like the sound. Um and obviously them being like a northern band, they're literally like from my hometown pretty much. So um, so that was really nice. And then I've had inspirations like Carol King, 
is a huge one for songwriting for me. She's absolutely huge. Um, and then, so like, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. So, sorry to interrupt. I guess there's there's you could for musicians is several types of inspirations because you've got those that you yeah. like lyrically you're inspired then performance wise the potentially the way they play a certain instrument and all the different mm-hmm. like yeah 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 branches. like there'll be an artist that I, whose music i like there's like one song that i absolutely love and the rest i'm like don't listen to but i'll listen to that one song on repeat and like that's inspiring you know so yeah it's totally it totally varies yeah it's uh i, I and a lot of people, because obviously you're a, you're a, we've not really mentioned it, but you mentioned it, you're a country slash pop singer. Was that where mm-hmm. you'd place yourself? Yeah. Um, a lot A lot of people would probably assume as a cliche, and you're probably going to guess where I'm going to go with this, like someone like Taylor Swift. So it's actually mm-hmm. quite refreshing to hear that that isn't the case. I'm sure you do love her music, right? Mm. Oh, for 100%. I don't know how you can't. Yeah, I mean, it's I, to be fair... I'm not a huge fan of the latest album, uh, the, the track with Bonnevere. We won't go into it massively, mm-hmm. but yeah, anyway. Um, so <laughs> is is there, other than the clear sort of uh, inspirations you've got, is there any artists who you'd like to work with? Um, I mean, obviously Demi Lovato, I'm sure you'd love to work with, but is there any is there any other artists you'd love to work with too? Yeah, I mean, I've always said Paul McCartney would be like, one of my ultimate people to work with. I don't know what we'd do, but I think- that, I wasn't you know, expecting that, but that's a great show. Oh, no, I can a, kind of picture it. Yeah, I'm a huge Beatles fan as well. I went through a stage of my life where I was just like really retro and into the Beatles and stuff. So I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge, huge Paul McCartney fan. Um, So like he'd be like kind of ultimate up there as well. Like Dolly Parton, obviously, I feel like I have to say <laughs> that, but like that is so true. Like she'd be amazing to work with. So we've got to talk about um, what I think is so fucking cool when someone's music is on an advert. Um, mm. I, th- I just, I honestly, if I was a musician myself, which I'm sadly not, then my sort of big achievement would be to, I'd want to, uh, you know, sing on an advert essentially. So yeah. you uh, covered David Gray's This Year's Love for three mm-hmm. in Ireland. I've watched the video quite a few times because I'd, adverts like that, when they're so well produced and the music mm-hmm. just fits perfectly, I'm going to ask, how did that come to be? It's such a strange process. Um, Sounds great. <laughs> so, so, um, I, so my publishing company that I'm signed to is also a sync agency. So they work a lot with um, syncing music to TV shows and adverts and things like that. Um, and they obviously pitched this song. Um, and I think we worked with the, the music um, kind of supervisor who was working on on this and you know a bunch of other projects and he was like kind of really championing um the work that I'm, I've been doing recently which was absolutely amazing um and yeah I think it just it was one of those moments where everything kind of just slots into place um but it was so so fast like it, it I got the email on like the Monday and then it was like live on the Wednesday or something and I was like <laughs> wait what's going on um, but yeah, like that, it's, it's such a, such a strange process and it, it does not happen very often. So when it does, it's, yeah, you've got to, you've got to be really thankful for it because it's just a really cool experience. So do they come to you and say, right, we want you to cover this song or do they give you a bunch of different songs and you kind of work out what you sound best covering or do you go to them and say, I think this works? I think it kind of, I think, I guess it works differently for different people, but for what, what we were doing, what 2020 brought was a lot of like time basically. And we've been wanting to do kind of a covers project for a really long time. Um, and that's something like, I mean, I, I started out singing covers. So that was something I was like really, really wanting to do and just like kind of 
indulge and sing in kind of my favorite songs and make them sound nice. Um, so we got the time to do that this year, which was really nice. So over the summer um, and kind of towards the end of summer, we we worked on this this project that is called the Constellation Album, which will be um, finishing um, on the 25th of December. So That's a great say. name, by the way. I really like that. Thank you. I'm so into like constellations and stars and stuff. So I was like, this is the perfect time to call it something um, really cool. But yeah, so we worked on that project and um, with obviously there's a there's a bunch of different tracks in the album. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just really nice to, to do them in that way. And then obviously, you know, whatever happens with them, you don't expect anything from, from that. And I, I, it was really important to me that I was enjoying what I was putting out rather than being like, I'm going to try and get an ad, you know, cause I think it's, if you're trying to do that, it, you're just going to be disappointed. Um, but yeah, like it, it was, it's so much fun to work on it. And I think it works differently for different people, I think. Um, but for this this particular thing it was very much our little brainchild and it's just kind of you know worked its way into the mainstream which is really nice must have been one hell of a moment when you got the email saying yeah so uh do you fancy it um (laughs) yeah it was so well it was really funny because um uh my publishing company called me and they were like (laughs) he was he kind of played a trick on me he was like oh you know this might not happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he took me through all the ins and outs of like how it works and what's going on. And then he was like, yeah, so um, as of three minutes ago, you landed the the three Christmas oh, Island. Wow. And I was like, wait, Love what? That. So I was like, that was so mean what you just did to me. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool moment. I kind of freaked out a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, so this might be the very moment, but when was like, I mean, I, I think it might be, but when was when was the time that you kind of pinched yourself and realised, right, what I'm doing is fucking awesome. This is amazing. Yeah, I mean, definitely that's up there. I think I've had quite a few different moments like that throughout my career. I think that over the last kind of two years has been, there's been a lot of pinch me moments. Like like this past, well, I said, it's such a shame because so many things have been cancelled this year that were going to be kind of like firsts. But one huge thing for me, um was to play country to country in um at the O2. Oh wow. And that was it's oh, a wow. huge it's a huge, huge country music festival. It's like my favourite thing. I've been there as a fan for years. Um oh, and it was one of you. my Yeah, it was really sad actually. It was like the beginning of the year and it literally was supposed to happen like the the weekend before the whole country went into oh, lockdown. No, yeah, no. so we were so yeah, so I remember being with my band, we were in rehearsals like the day before the first day. Um, and I had a few sets over the weekend and it was just so exciting. Like I had, oh, it was just going to be amazing. That was like my, one of my bucket list things. And obviously we got the, the information. I'm sure you'll get booked again if, you know, nothing's. I hope so, but I don't know when it's going to come back. So I haven't heard anything yet. So fingers crossed, obviously. But, um, but yeah, but like that, stuff like that for me, when I got the, the confirmation that that was going to happen, that was a pinch me moment because that's just something that I, you know, was actively working towards. Um, and yeah, that, that was amazing to, to have that. So as much as it's, um, quite a negative thing to talk about when, well, has there been any sort of moments in your career where it's actually been not positive? It's been a bit sort of like, it can be a laughable moment, but a moment where you've been like, oh, well, this is shit. And the reason why (laughs) I ask these questions as horrible as it sounds is because, I mean, it's interesting to to, to see, because obviously then you can compare it to to a really great moment Mm. yeah I think I think I try to be as positive as I can be in like every situation because I think if you if you 
if you don't look at the positives, like I, I, I would just fall down a hole and just, you know, not, <laughs> I'd be negatively thinking about everything. So I think I try, I really try hard to look at the positives in every situation. So I think if something kind of bad happens, I'm like, well, you know, I have to do this to get to this point. So I can't think of anything. It's like a stepping stone kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the pretty dire moments are kind of when you like I'll do an amazing gig in like London, for example, or, or somewhere and, and there'll be loads of people there and you'll just have this like, you know, on top of the world moment. And then the next night I might be playing to a really loud pub of people singing covers and they're not listening at all. <laughs> and like, that can be pretty like, oh man. Okay. But I think, it, I think is- like you, like you said though, I think it's like a sort of, it's, it is a good experience in the sense that you appreciate um, more so the better shows and exactly. also it's like, it kind of keeps you leveled, if that makes sense, like a bit grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's really, it, it, it's humbling. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. It's, it to- totally. And I, I wouldn't want the bad things not to happen, if that makes sense. No, I, think I totally agree. That's make good, us good. better human beings. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It, the reason why, like I said, the reason why I asked this is because people that listen, you know, it's, it's, it's good to sort of highlight that it's not just a nice, clean, easy ride. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you, yeah. and you, you put it in a good way that it is a, still an educational experience when you're... Yeah, um, I think so. I think you have to look at that. Yeah, you do have your moments where you're like, oh my God, what a nightmare that was. Like, And like, they're funny and stuff. You just you just got to like really try to not take it to heart when those things happen. And especially so much of... like You get so many no's and so many knockbacks in the music industry and so many just like not even a single word from anybody you know like you'll send out an email or or reach out to somebody and you just won't hear back and it's it can be pretty soul destroying sometimes but you just got to kind of be like you know whatever like you just focus on the on the good parts and the people who do reply well when you're <laughs> when you're in the charts you can and they come crawling to you you can be like bitch please <laughs> fuck off <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so do you prefer do you prefer writing do you prefer performing obviously you can't perform right now i'm, I'm assuming you miss performing mm. massively um yeah but what is your do you have a preference as to you know do you do you get more out of writing do you get more out of performing that's a really good question. I don't know if I've ever thought about what I, what I like more. I think I think I'm pretty equal in both. They really they both offer me kind of quite different things. Like writing, I can really get like into my emotions and and meet new people as well, and kind of you know discuss different stories. Like I love storytelling, and I love I love kind of making something out of like a really kind of well a lot of the time a bad situation. Um, with you, with your writing, do you? Uh, by the sounds of it that you kind of just like absorb society and culture and write from there do mm. you do you like record voice notes and write on notes or is it more you lock yourself away and put your head down yeah I do sometimes I, I I do sometimes record voice notes and stuff sometimes I'll just be like pottering around the house and a melody will come in and I'll just kind of note that down but for the most part I really enjoy just kind of getting in a room with with a, another writer or a producer or whoever it is that day and just kind of throwing ideas out and see what happens like some people have amazing you know title ideas and then I'll kind of come in with a with a melody or something and and that'll grow from there and I think that's really nice to have that because it feels like it's a real like like birth of a song in that in that moment which which I really like and I think my brain works better that way as well um, so for, for someone who's not a musician like myself and I'm assuming a lot of people listen to this um mm-hmm how does the process work so can you have lyrics and then you'll go to someone else and write the melody and then the title could you start with a title 
and do things mm. that way? How do things come 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 to be one? Literally any way that you want, it happens. You know, like it happens in so many different ways. It doesn't really tend to happen in a specific way, at least for me anyway. Um, like a, a lot of times we'll have just a title and we'll be like, this is a really killer title. I think that works a lot with with country music as well, with it being that kind of genre because, you know, that's kind of the title is a lot of the time the focus of the song. Um, so you know, we'll work with a title and then we'll be like, what kind of vibe does this give us? And then we'll work with a bit of a guitar riff or something and then sing a bit of a melody over it and just kind of see what comes naturally. Um, and then sometimes you'll have a whole like chorus and verse mapped out that you're like this, I need to write this. I need to get it off my chest and, and just, you know, put it to music. So it really varies. I mean, like there is no right way to write a song at all. So that's however you want to do it. No, that's uh, it hasn't hasn't answered my but in my in my head I'm hey, like there is no answer yeah there is no answer <laughs> sorry yeah. to disappoint no no it's, 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 no it's, 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 yeah you've enlightened me it's all good um so <laughs> do do you remember your last ever show that you played it might not it might not have been like as you know with with the pandemic arriving but do you remember the last show you played oh my god do you know what this year sorry to put you on the spot year, there <laughs> well it feels like it's been the longest year and also the shortest year at the same time mm, i don't understand I um when will it have been it'll have been like i don't remember i oh, we did we were just doing a lot of me and my band we were doing a lot of rehearsing at that time a better um, question for you then is do you think that given given now if you were to to have known what was happening do you think you'd have potentially enjoyed one of your shows you didn't enjoy as much more because it was one of the last times you were performing god yeah oh my god I would have gone crazy but then I also <laughs> would have probably cried and been like <laughs> so I think it's probably best that we didn't know <laughs> anything um yeah that would have been really an, an emotional show so throughout lockdown then have you been have, how have you how have you dealt with things how's your head been um do you feel like you've been able to be creative throughout this have you been kind of chilling out on the music yeah I mean like I say we we worked on the project the covers project which was really really nice to have um and it kind of feels like you know you were working towards something because so much of what this year was you know in my head was going to be it was going to be this amazing year where I was going to progress so much and it's just been the complete opposite and well not the complete opposite but it's not it's just not been how how I envisaged and obviously that's the same for a lot of people um but I think yeah it's 2020 has given me the time to kind of step back and be like I can be happy and be okay like just you know doing whatever and I've kind of not been putting too much pressure on myself to to be like oh my god you know I need to make up the numbers and and stuff because I would have just not enjoyed it. And I think I, I really, I'm really conscious of keeping the love in in any passion that I have. So I don't want to like overrun myself trying to make me do things that I think, you know, everyone else is doing or trying to keep up with the crowd. Because the reality is this year has just been so different for everybody. And some people have absolutely survived. And then other people just, just have sat back and is like, let me, let me know when this year's over. Kind to be thing. fair, to be fair, your stats have still been. I mean, it's it's great that we're having this conversation now because obviously, like the twenty twenty artists wrapped and all that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you've you've still attained pretty fucking good numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm so honest. I'm so grateful for that. And actually, I'm really surprised if I'm honest because last year I released a bunch of new music and a bunch of new singles, and I have released a lot of music this year. But with it being the covers project, I wasn't. 
I was nervous about it as well with it not being original music that people weren't going to maybe latch on to it as much but actually the support of it has been absolutely amazing and and it's just been really nice to work with new people as well on a different project but yeah the stats like when I was I put up a post I think on my Twitter or something and I was like comparing last year's wrapped to this year's wrapped and I was like wait I did not think that it was going to be this much of a jump but like thank you (laughs) because you know it really makes you feel like even though in this kind of a year where everything has gone upside down and you might feel like you know no one's really listening to you or or whatever for whatever reason people are and it's it's just really nice to see. It's, it's, it makes you very grateful, for sure. I mean, so two things here. One, when you actually get down to the numbers, so I've just pulled up your Instagram, you, you had 99.6K unique listeners, which is essentially 100,000 people <laughs> have listened to your music. When you think about that, that must be, I mean, it's pretty fucking crazy when you say it out aloud. God, yeah, 100%. Like, I try not to get too, like... Bogged down, down in the yeah, 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 and stuff yeah. because like my brain could totally go down a rabbit hole with that and get obsessed with it so I just tend to be like that's cool moving <laughs> on let's do something else just because I know that I'll just be like ah oh, I want more or whatever um so so yeah but like oh my god it's unreal numbers when you think about it it's like in actual people I think Nick was saying on on the podcast you did with yeah. him that it was like really hard to imagine they're real people kind of mm. thing and it totally is. It's like it it gets to a point where you're like, wait, my brain can't compute that many people um, and that those are real streams and, and people are actually listening to me. But it's really cool. <laughs> Do you think people have taken to music differently this year? Because obviously people are working from home, but then also a lot of people have been lonely and alone. And I, I guess music is something that people can kind of latch, uh, latch onto and kind of feel mm. like they've got a friend. Yeah, oh, 100%. I think people are uh, receiving and making music a lot differently this year. But what I hope that this year brings to everybody is just that how much music has actually helped people get through this year. And when you have nothing, you still have music and people are still creating music. And I think that it needs to be more widely appreciated that like... Especially by the government. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm trying not to be too political here, but you know... I think, you know, when pe- if people realise that there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into creating that one song that you listen to and you listen to on repeat, and I think if you love something that much and it, it resonates with you so much, I think it needs to be appreciated a little bit more um, where, in the mainstream. Where, where do you think, obviously you're not, you can't give a, like a, a fact on this, but I'm always curious to hear what uh, every artist or anyone in any field feels like where it's going to go in terms of, the music industry and shows do you think it's going to instantly go back to normal or is it going to go back to is it going to go for like is it going to be socially distanced is it is it going to are we going to be arriving at shows and attending shows in a completely different way to how we have in the past i don't know i think for a for a while at least it's going to be it's going to be different um i think eventually we'll all just i mean we we all love music so much we all love being in the crowds and that gig experience is what we all love so I think that eventually when when things are allowed to and people feel a little bit more comfortable doing that I think it will just go back to to how we usually appreciate it but I think I do think it's going to be difficult to get to that point I think I know a lot of people are going to be anxious about attending shows and and being in crowds and things I actually have a a, a show booked 
um, which actually hasn't been announced yet. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but never mind. You don't, um, yeah, you, you don't, it's up to you. You don't have to say it if you don't want to. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll, I'll just give an overview. Um, but it's, it's in February next year. And that is socially distanced. And, and I've had a lot of gigs that have been, you know, provisionally socially distanced and da, 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 but they've been cancelled. So I'm really hoping that by Feb we'll have a socially distanced show or, or something done. But um, I do think I mean, it'll be like that for a while. I don't think it's being ambitious either, having a show in February. I think it's, I think it's more than yeah. likely to happen. I mean, I heard on the I'm radio earlier, so. uh, Emily Evis from Glastonbury is literally trying her best to get mm. um, a, f- a festival, well, Glastonbury running by next year. And realistically, as much as festivals were the first to go way back, I feel like they're probably going to be the first to come back because you, you're outdoors to start with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, as much as there could be 100,000 people in a field, you're in a field where you can be away from other people. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be more like the, I guess, the financial aspect of how how many people you can have in that one space and if it's worth doing. But I have a show booked um, at the British Country Music Festival in September next year, which is going to be hopefully, fingers crossed, absolutely amazing. And hopefully things will be back to normal by then, or at least some sort of near normal. Um, but like that, if that's kind of a goal in my head for like, okay, you know, things are going to be back to normal then and we're going to have shows again. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's, that that's going to happen. It's interesting, actually, because um, I mean, I'm not sure the order of what podcast is going to come out first, but I was speaking to Callum St. Raymond on another, on another episode mm-hmm. um, and he was saying that he, he found it so difficult to book in shows, which is why he's only playing three or four because there's so many artists rushing to get shows in next year because mm. so much new music has been made throughout lockdown and just generally this year that there's such a flourish of people, new artists, upcoming artists, artists that were present last year, all wanting to get all this new content out. Yeah, totally. I think, I definitely think there's going to be a huge, um, like, rush and, and there's going to be maybe even more music than we've we've had before, just because, like you said, there's been so much music that's been made and it's maybe not been as worth putting it out this year as it would be next year. But I think, I think for me, I'm going to kind of keep doing what I'm doing and I'm going to, like you know hopefully play some shows and get those get those booked in but I think it'll be interesting to sit back and kind of be like what's gonna happen you know like kind of wait and see how people react to to be having you know more freedom um but I'm totally absolutely itching to get on stage again because I miss it so much (laughs) yeah I mean I was about to say you, you must I think every I think every performer is itching I mean obviously there's some that enjoy live shows more than others but it does sound like in the the way you, what you're saying, the way you're saying it, that you you really are wanting to get back out there. Oh my god, totally! And to, the country music audience in London, especially, is just amazing. It's just an amazing little bubble that we've got, and I've missed that so much this year. Um, and just seeing everyone that you know, like I haven't seen anybody within these little bubbles for such a long time, and it'll just be really, I think it'll be really emotional when we all see each other again. Um, but yeah, oh god, I can't wait. I think it'll be like extra special as well not only because mm. of it because people have had such time away from live shows that maybe reevaluated how much they actually love live shows yeah oh i think that's definitely going to be a thing i think people are going to just be, i mean i know from for myself i'm going to be just buying as many concert tickets as i can <laughs> because i'm just like get me to the arenas <laughs> literally just you know to enjoy that live music because we've just missed out on so much have you ever uh, thought about, it's a bit of a rogue question and not something I was planning on asking, but have you ever thought about doing a, um, like doing a, a vocals on like a house track or a dance track? So I've re- in a weird way, I think you're, not in a weird way, just in a good way, I think your voice would be so 
would work so well on one of those tracks. Thanks. You know, it's funny you say that. A few years ago, um, I really, I wrote a song um, with a few friends and that was called Echoes of Us. And it was kind of like a bit of a ballad. And then it was picked up by Jules and Sparks, the DJ duo. Um, and they basically made a dance track to it. Um, and it's absolutely amazing. I have one of my best friends, Claire, absolutely loves it. Like anytime we have like a gathering or a party or anything, she's like, Jess, put on Echoes of Us. And then we just like dance around to it. Wait, is this is this on Spotify? Yeah, is, I didn't. Check I, yeah, it didn't. Out. Is this because it's not? Will it have been on your uh, Just Twistin page or? It might be, but it might be like down at the bottom because I'm a I'm like a featured artist on it, so I'm not sure whereabouts it shows up. So oh, I found like it. Yeah, the... Jaws and Sparks Echoes of Us. I'll be listening to that yeah. after this. Yeah, because yeah, it's it, it, so good. It's, I, it's great. Li- literally, as a as I was sort of listening to some of your music before we started recording, I was like, yeah, it, it would really work. Thanks. Yeah, well, I hope you like it. But yeah, it's, I, I loved hearing that because it's such a different thing that I wouldn't normally do. Um, but I'm always like, I, I'd love for people to like remix my tracks because I think that's like so cool when you hear a remix of a track that you really love. It's actually a version of um, Tequila by Dan and Shea. That's, I can't remember who's done the remix now, but um, that that remix, me and my sister like blast out in my car and we literally just like dance around to it. It's such a fun track. Um, and I just think it can give such a different like life to a song, which is really cool. Also means it could be played in a nightclub as well, which is obviously yeah, very exactly. ideal. You know, that maybe that's one of like my bucket list things is just like to be in a nightclub one day and my song come on. <laughs> that, I, that, I imagine so cool. that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, is there is there anything that you'd so for someone who's listening to this who um maybe has just started a YouTube channel and they want to sort of get heard and they want to get their music out there, what would you say to an artist who or someone who over lockdown has maybe pulled out a guitar and started playing music, what would you kind of say to them to say, uh, well, what advice would you give them essentially? I think, um, I think social media is a huge tool that is absolutely completely free that you can use as marketing and you never know what's going to happen with it. Like it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword sometimes, but I think that's, I mean, that's where I kind of started out promoting my music um, was on, kind of YouTube and Twitter and, and things like that. But I think I think one thing that's really important and that I've learned over the last few years is like when you kind of know where you're at with your sound or kind of where you think you might fit is reach out to people in similar positions to you or or, or even maybe with a few more fans than you have at the minute um, if you've not put any music out at all. And just reach out and like maybe ask their advice or just like try and build a friendship with them because the more people you have around you that, that kind of do the same things as you and can relate or, or can give you advice. I think that is hugely, hugely helpful um, when you're starting out and you'll have your little circles and you can I mean, maybe write with them or things like that in the future. So I think that's that's definitely where I would I would start is, is building up that foundation because that's what's going to see you through um, for sure. Do you think um, things like Twitch and sort of live streams over lockdown have been beneficial? Because obviously people have, approach like marketing their music in such different ways i mean tiktok is a great example mm-hmm. something i had to kind of touch base on because it's a lot of people obviously go into tiktok and go right i'm going to make my song go viral here which mm-hmm. obviously if you're going to go do that it's not going to work out um, no. but, but do you think do you think that artists have kind of embraced all these new ways of promoting and being active on social media and using tiktok and all these different things yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the TikTok. I mean, I absolutely love TikTok, but I can't understand it at all. Like I'll pull up a video and it'll get like three views and I'll be like, wait, 
isn't that, I, I see these views that have, these videos that have like millions of views. Why, do, why is that not happening to me? But it just doesn't make sense. But I think, you know, like you say, like if you go into something thinking, I'm going to make this go viral and everyone's going to love me and it's going to like, it's going to change my life, then it's just not going to, and you're going to be disappointed. But I think obviously hope for the best, like that would be amazing. But I think putting out stuff that you're happy with, you're proud of, and that you have fun doing. And I think people will relate to that. And if it builds up organically from there, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's to- like the landscape of how you promote your music is changing so, so fast. Um, it's ca- kind of sometimes hard to keep up with, but I'm really enjoying watching it and trying out new things. It's definitely getting more creative, which is really fun. And a lot more independent, which is something huge. Um, a lot of artists can do so much more independently now. Um, I feel anyway, than they kind of... No, I, I agree. And, I, and I also think it's quite comforting for a lot of people as well. Yeah, 100%. You don't need that kind of major label backing. Obviously, that helps in certain situations and it's amazing to have it, but you don't always need it. And I think it, the more artists realise that, I think the more confidence they're going to they're gonna have to just put out whatever they want and be in charge of their own marketing and, and business and things like that because that is like so important as well. So, yeah. I think a good example, um, there's a, there was a over lockdown, I think it was the first one, there was, a, God, it's weird to say the first one, um, <laughs> over lockdown, there was in Manchester, the, it was run by Sasha Lord, who does Parklife, there was a stream called United We Stream, um, mm-hmm. and there was a time like on the peak where they had 2 million concurrent viewers, um, wow. was, Yeah, which is insane, you can't fit 2 million people in any venue on this planet, yeah. so to think that there's a DJ or whoever was performing there and then, have got mm-hmm. so many viewers, albeit it, they obviously went viral on Twitter with it. Um, there's yeah. no way you can just kind of get that through. And anyway, yeah. So, but to think that all these platforms can offer you, um, you know, a thousand people watching, even even twenty people watching your stream, yeah. twenty such a you look at it as being a low number, but there's twenty human beings who are sat in front of their phone or their iPad or their laptop yeah. watching Most that stream. Gigs don't get that. Don't get twenty. Literally, ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think that's really that's loads of people. I think because of the big numbers on streaming platforms now, people's people's like opinions on numbers are so blurred. It's like, oh, mm. I only got thirty people on my live stream. Like thirty people watching you is a lot of people. Yeah. I think that's probably the downside to this whole thing. But I think, yeah, like the internet's amazing because you'll never be able to reach as many people as you can reach with the internet ever, like in person. So I think, yeah, it's it's huge. But but also, yeah, 30 people's massive. I get like 12 people sometimes and I'm like, hi, guys. And actually, it's really nice because it's a lot more intimate. Well, yeah. Hey, you hey, to you, know people. You, exactly. You're building your own community. And also... It's better to have 12 people who are who are actual fans who will know the lyrics to your songs, who will buy into what you're doing, yeah. than sort mm-hmm. of 100 people who are just passing by. Oh, 100%. And I think people's attention spans are so, like, uh, short these days. Oh, so big I think time. don't, yeah. like, don't get, like, caught up on maybe your numbers are, like, 50 and then it drops to, like, 10. Like, it's people's attention spans, man. Like, just play to the 10 and it's great. <laughs> uh, so I always ask uh, every guest this one question uh, I don't know if you know about it from listening to Nick yeah so if, um, I know what's coming so, and I've really been trying to think and if, I don't know so, so my question my question is <laughs> to you Jess if I gave you a blank canvas what would you paint on it and why <laughs> and why it sounded so like like yeah anyway and yeah why? and why <laughs> <laughs> um blank canvas what would I paint 
I've been buying a lot of plants this year. I've Very really wholesome. become a plant mum. Yeah, so wholesome. The content is so wholesome. Um, maybe I'd paint one of my plants because they're kind of like my children at the minute. Um, <laughs> and I'm really, really proud of them. So probably one of them. But also, like, I'm, I'm artistic in many ways, but, like, drawing and painting is just not one of those ways. Um, so it would probably just become this horrible, like, I don't know, brown smudge. <laughs> maybe I'd try like a Bob Ross thing. Like maybe I'd go that full. Yeah, full that would Bob be cool. Ross. That yeah. would be cool. I don't know. Is that a good answer? I don't yeah, that is, that's a great answer. I mean, it, be, it beats a lot of uh, a lot of the other answers. A lot of the other answers have either been well, from guys, it's been uh, pictures of dicks, which is a bit oh like my God. right. Okay, I was nearly going to say that. And you know, and also, or or it's or it's the uh, the letter S. With, but made up with the lines, if that makes sense. Oh like my people god! Used yeah. to draw on the back of school books, which is like a That's Superman brilliant. logo. Oh my they're, god! I used to do that so often. <laughs> they're the two sort of common trends, which is mind blowing. Because the first time I was like, okay, yeah, cool. And the second time it happened, and the third time it happened, and I was like, right, this is getting out of hand. How is yeah. this actually a thing? But um, but yeah, no, that was a great answer and a, a much more wholesome one than previous <laughs> guests. So so wholesome. I did. My brain was kind of being like, say dick, say dick. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> uh, Jess thank you very much for your time it's been a pleasure thank you for having me